Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Ang. Welcome to the new year, everyone. This is the first official podcast episode that I'm recording in the new year, 2023. And weirdly enough, it's, as you can tell by the title, a 2022 end of the year wrap up because I am indeed recording this late, later than I thought I was. I was set to record this towards the end of December, but I didn't get around to it because I was too busy. So I still wanted to put this episode out for you guys because obviously I, you know, I wrote the script and I don't think I really gave you guys a wrap up of everything that I accomplished and achieved in my career, at least in fashion um, for 2022. So I wanted to do that here and hopefully this episode is still relevant to you guys, but it's going to bring in new vibes for the new year and what I want to achieve for 2023. So hopefully, you you know, it's not too weird that I'm recording this in 2023, but I know I usually have a whole bunch of life updates for you all in the beginning of these episodes, but this time around, I don't really have that much to update you guys on. Um, One big thing that I have to update is my working situation, which I am no longer working with the CFDA anymore and it's not for any other reason other than my contract ended with them and I wanted to focus on other opportunities. So obviously it was very sad on my last day, um, you know, with them and since we're completely, we were completely remote, I didn't get to say like a proper goodbye to anyone in person because, you know, CFDA doesn't have an office or anything. So it was really sad um, saying goodbye to people who I'd gotten close with, my boss, but not that sad because I'm still, I still stay in touch with my boss from CFDA and I still plan to meet up with the people who I've worked with. So it was just really kind of more sad because I had been interning with them since 2019 and obviously I'd gotten very close to everyone. I'd gotten very familiar with the organization and the work they were doing. Um, they also opened me to a lot of opportunities and connections within the industry that I will obviously forever be grateful for. So I mean, I I say this, but it's not like I'm going to be completely disconnected from the CFDA. Just because I'm not directly working with them anymore doesn't mean that I'm not going to stay in contact with them and always just support what they're working on. So yeah, now with that being said, I am working with CUP now and I actually, it was between working full time with them and extending my freelance contract and I actually decided to extend my freelance contract, none other than the reason that I, I do like my freedom and you know, I do work four days a week with them instead of five days a week. So I like that aspect of it. And I think in my life just right now, I'm still not ready to commit to a full-time job yet. That can change over the next few months or next few weeks, honestly. But right now in my life, I'm work taking it day by day. And right now I know that I don't want to do a full-time job right now. And I want to still have the freedom and flexibility to do other things and work on stuff like this podcast. So that is why I decided to extend it other than signing on full-time with cup but yeah those are just some updates on my end in terms of my working situation in the new year and I'm really excited I think like right now I'm just going to take it slow and you know focus on 2023 I'm going to talk about a little bit in the end of this episode but I want to focus a little bit more on myself this year I know I always say that but focus on myself and my relationships with other people and my friendships my family focus more on those things I think I've been very career oriented in the future I mean in the past sorry um but going forward at least this year I want to focus a little bit more on myself 
So hopefully by the time the next episode comes around, I have a few things to update you guys on because I am waiting for a couple of things that I can't wait to share more about with you guys. But obviously right now, I don't want to go into the details of it because nothing's set in stone. Today's episode, as you guys can tell by the title, is going to be a little wrap up of some of the highlights of my 2022. And why I love doing these episodes is because I really get to look back at some of the major highlights of not only my professional career, but of my personal life as well, and just see how far I've come since the beginning of the year, which is 12 months, which we don't think is a lot of time, but it honestly is a lot of time and a lot of things happen. You go through a lot of things within those 12 months, so that's kind of what I want to share with you guys today about last year, which is crazy to say that it's last year. And at the end of this episode, I also want to share with y'all a little bit about what I'm looking forward to in 2023 and what my goals are in terms of where I want to take my career, what I want to focus on in my personal life, relationships, all that kind of thing. So let's get into it. So I want to take you guys all the way back to the beginning of 2022, which is now seems like forever ago. Um, we're not going to get into January because January was kind of boring, but we're going to, you know, start with February. And one of the highlights that I have to point out in this month, even though it's not exactly career-related, because let's face it, that's what you guys are all here for to listen to, um, fashion industry and all that kind of stuff. But I did want to share that it February was the month that I started dating my boyfriend. And for me, I'm including this in my highlights because it's something that I never imagined that it would become what it is now. And, you know, currently we're going on 10 months strong, but it did. And I won't get too much into it for those of you who are not a fan of the, you know, the cliche and lovey-dovey stuff. But since February, I've just been, it's, you know, it's just been such a blessed year with my boyfriend with so many special moments. And a lot of that was due to him and happened with him. So I don't want to be that girl who is cringe and only ever talks about her boyfriend and her relationship. But I had to give him a little shout out because my year wouldn't have been what it was without him. So babe, if you're listening to this, I love you so much and I'm grateful for you in my life and always will be. But enough of the sappy stuff because I know you guys don't want to listen to that. Let's get into the more career-oriented highlights of this year. In February, besides my anniversary with my boyfriend, it was none other than Fall-Winter Fashion Week, which is an exciting time in the year for everyone who likes fashion. And fashion weeks are, as I mentioned, always super exciting because there are always a lot of events and stuff going on throughout the city. And it's just a great way to gain exposure in the industry. If you're just starting out, it's a great way to network with people, go to events, um, you know, talk to designers, all that kind of stuff. But other than going through everything that happened this fashion week and, you know, or else we'd be here all day, I just wanted to kind of share some highlights during this particular fashion week that were really big moments for me and standout moments of last year. One of the moments that I think I shared in an earlier episode back in February was me getting street styled on Getty Images on my way to New York Men's Day shows in the beginning of fashion week. Now, some of you may be like, what's the big deal about getting on Getty Images and getting street styled, you know, all that kind of stuff. And maybe it's only a me thing, but for those of you who don't know, it's common during Fashion Week for there to be a lot of photographers waiting outside of shows and events, taking pictures of street style and people whose outfits they like and all that kind of stuff. Um, and when they do that, they either upload it on BFA or Getty Images for publications and other media to use, like magazines and like digital publications. And normally they take 
you know, they mainly take pictures of celebrities and influencers because those are the pictures that these publications will use. But, you know, every now and then they'll also take pictures of people who have interesting street style as well because obviously it's fashion week. You have people from all over the world wearing crazy outfits, you know, everyone has their own personal style and it gets photographed for that exact reason. And it's kind of been like my own personal goal during fashion week to like get street styled by a photographer during that time. And anyway, on this particular day, it was the day of the New York men's show and I was on my way to see some of the men's designers showing. And I mean, I did like my outfit this day, but I wasn't expecting for that particular outfit to necessarily get street styled. But nevertheless, it did. And as I was walking down that venue, I noticed some of the photographers taking my photo as I was walking. So I kind of just like, I noticed that they were doing that. So I just went with it and I just walked down the street like pretty chill and just did my thing, was looking pretty confident. And it would have been smart of me at the time to have asked the photographers taking my photo for their contact info so I could find the photo after. But, you know, that was the first time that it had ever happened to me. So I was pretty nervous and I didn't do that. Um, but I did learn from that because later on I'll mention it in a few... I'll mention it later, but after a couple more fashion weeks, I started to ask photographers for their contact info so they could share the photos. Um, but anyway... For any of you who know me personally, you know that I'm a master searcher. Like, I can Google anything. I can find anything. I'm just, I ha like, that's one of my special skills. And it was no surprise that I searched the web for the pictures those photographers took of me. And I, you know, eventually found it on Getty Images. Um, but it was a really cool moment for me to see my pictures on there during Fashion Week. And ever since that moment and every Fashion Week after, I've continued to try to get street styled during each fashion week season because it's just a lot of fun and who doesn't like to play dress up and get their photo taken like if you're someone who's in fashion unless you're really shy then I think it's like it's a part of the fun of fashion week and it's, it's also how you get noticed and recognized for your style I think that's like personally why I also like doing it so that was a little fashion week moment for me that happened right in the beginning and was one of the highlights of last season um, and another highlight I had during this past February Fashion Week was going to my first official Claudia Lee show. And if you're not familiar with Claudia Lee, she's an Asian American designer who is actually an alum from Parsons. And I've been obsessed with her design aesthetic and, you know, just her trajectory over the course as a designer. So it was really cool when I got invited to attend her show during New York Fashion Week. And not to mention that I actually got seated as well, which was a big deal for me. Yeah, and that was a big deal for me because some of the shows that I do get invited to, even though it's an it's just like an amazing thing in general just to get invited to them, I usually only get standing view. And, you know, I'm not complaining about standing at a fashion show. Obviously, I would stand, I would like squat, like I would do whatever it takes to go to a fashion show. But it does mean something if you are seated at a show. And I was seated at Claudia Lee. So that was another one of my highlights of fashion week. Um, but also, I, I did see Ashley from Best Dressed. That was another highlight, actually, of that show in particular. And I don't know if any of you are familiar with her or if you watch her YouTube videos or follow her on Instagram, but she's this amazing Asian-American influencer, and I've been watching her videos for a long time. So, yeah, when I, when I saw her in person, I was, like, freaking out, and I obviously went up to her and asked for her picture, but, like, in a chill way. Um, and it's actually funny because that's not the first time that I met her, which is really crazy to me. Um, I met her once at a New York Fashion Week event 
it was like a couple seasons ago at an Alice and Olivia presentation and we took a selfie together during that event because I went up to her and asked her for a selfie she was really nice and she took those pictures with me um so obviously this time when I saw her at Claudia Lee uh she was sitting front row of course but I went up to talk with her with my coworker from CFTA and we got pictures with her so that was another little fun moment for me because I was excited to see her again in person and since that Alice and Olivia event, it just showed me how lucky I was to be in the same room as someone like her, you know, it, someone who's in the industry and that I respect a lot. So it's kind of crazy that I was in the same room with her twice. And finally, to wrap up my month of February, one of the most exciting things this year that happened to me was finding out that I got into the Woman at Dior mentorship program with Dior and UNESCO. And the moment I found out was actually on the train on the way to a fashion show. I for completely forgot which one it was because I was like, like, just jaw dropped when I found out the news. I don't even know if I ended up going to the show or not. I think I did, but like, I was still freaking out and was like texting everyone during that time. Um, but anyway, I was on the train and I refreshed my email and I saw something in the corner of my eye that said congratulations and, you know, something something from Woman at Dior and I automatically, without even opening the email, knew that I'd gotten in because, you know, you, you, you when you see those couple keywords in the subject of the email, you kind of already have an idea. And I mean, same thing goes for rejection. And trust me, I did get rejected from something big this, you know, past few months. So I know well about that. But anyway, after that, I literally got off the train at the next stop and called my boyfriend and my sister, my parents, and... I just completely forgot about where I was going and that I had to make the show at a certain time. But nevertheless, it was a really big moment for me and I was super proud. And that is basically the program that I'm in now and that's been taking up a lot of my time. And I love everything that I'm doing for it. And obviously it's opened up so many doors for me thus far, so I can't complain. But there's a lot about this program that I also haven't been able to tell you guys about. And I definitely want to do a whole episode about about the program when I finish it so that you guys can learn more about it too and it's actually pretty interesting how not that many people know about the program. Um, I mean the way I found about found out about it was through a newsletter from my school when I was still in college but yeah a lot of students and people starting out in the industry don't really know about it. Um, the past couple of weeks I've been making Instagram reels and TikToks about it and one of them went like semi-viral on Instagram and it's it, so many people were like reaching out to me via DMs during and LinkedIn and even email asking me about my experience with the program um, because they can't find much about it online and stuff. And they were saying like, oh, I've never heard that Dior does this program, like they should advertise it more, which I completely agree with. So I am very happy and would be happy to share about my experience with it through social media and this podcast. So again, I'm going to do a whole episode on it. So don't you all worry in case you want to know more about it. Just like how I did a whole episode on my Abercrombie and Fitch design internship experience, I'll also do it for the Woman at Dior program too. But yeah, that was my February. Quite a hectic month, if I do say so myself. There was like a lot of stuff in between that I'm missing on telling you, but I can't go through everything or else we're going to be here all day. Let's get into the next few months. We're going to skip March and we're going to go right into April because nothing really that exciting happened in March. In April, I went to the American Image Awards with the CFDA, and if you're not familiar with what the American Image Awards is, because to be completely frank with you, I wasn't either, 
um, when I was invited initially, but it is a fashion award night that is started by the American Apparel and Footwear Association, and they award those who have exemplified leadership, excellence, and outstanding achievement in all sectors of the apparel and footwear industry. Those are the exact words from the website, so if that did sound very corporate that is why. And it's very different from something like the CFDA Awards, who award upcoming and, you know, established designers in the industry, because the American Image Awards is more focused on, like, the corporate side of things, like fashion retailers and bigger companies. But anyway, yeah, I did go with my team, and it was a really fun experience for me. The weeks before the actual event, I was figuring out what I wanted to wear, because, they were going to be photographers and obviously it was like a little bit of a fancier occasion than just, you know, a cocktail party or like a bar. So fortunately, I was able to wear a dress from one of my favorite brands of all time, Mira Palais. If you're not familiar with Mira Palais, definitely check them out. I can't afford any of their stuff, but I did loan a dress for that night. So they're an up and coming brand and their stuff is super unique and like very sexy and kind of risque. Um, I, that night, wore a dress from them that was, like, this, I don't know the name of the dress, but it was, like, kind of risque. It's this very, like, tight black dress that had the entire stomach exposed, and now looking back at it, I definitely think I was a little bit underdressed compared to everyone else, but I don't regret it one bit because, you know, in fashion, to me, my ideology when I'm getting dressed is, like, you either go big or go home, especially when it comes to events. Like, I want to definitely stand out. And that night, I decided to go big, so. But yeah, overall, it was a very fun night, and I got to network and meet a lot of people, one in, you know, one of which including Albert from Up Next Designer, which was very exciting for me because I'm a big fan of his work, and I'm sure everyone who is into fashion knows of him or has heard his name. And meeting him and getting to introduce myself to him was a big moment for me because he is a very big and key player in the industry right now, so getting to have that connection meant a lot to me. And um, later, having that connection like meant a lot to me as well because, you know, I like keep in touch with him and I like DM him from time to time and he responds. So it's just nice to kind of know someone in that position. So moving on to May, my favorite month of the whole year because it's my birthday month. A lot of stuff happened in May last year. I'm not going to lie to you guys right now. I remember May being super crazy because not only was I graduating and finishing school, which is so crazy to think that I graduated last year, which is like weird to say, but it was also my birthday and I was also job hunting as well, preparing for after, you know, post-graduation life. So it was a very stressful time, but all very exciting things, obviously. I definitely remember that. Um, one of the big highlights of May was obviously graduating from Parsons. This was, as you guys know, a very big moment for me because for those of you who have been with me from the beginning of this podcast, graduating college and finishing school is something that I've been wanting to do since I first stepped into school. And graduating from Parsons specifically signified kind of like an end to an error of stressful projects and the anxiety of being in a major that I wasn't really passionate about anymore. So it was like this kind of giant sigh of relief, quite honestly, for me, which I, I think other people will say differently cause if, if they enjoyed their experience, but it was like not that enjoyable for me, I'm gonna be very honest. So yeah, graduation itself though that happened in May was a very big moment for me because I was selected to be one of the two commencement speakers of my class and this also meant a lot to me because 
it was a moment that I will truly never forget. To some people, it may not seem like that big of a deal to be a commencement speaker at graduation. And, you know, some people might think that that's only for like the tryhards or like the highest scoring students in the class. But for me, what you have to understand is this is not something that I do all the time. Like I don't do public speaking and I am not always the the pick me girl who's always like raising their hand in class and all that kind of stuff. I'm usually the troublemaker if anything. But even though I do consider myself outgoing and I have this podcast and all that, I'm actually not as confident as you guys would think when it comes to public speaking. And doing this, being commencement speaker and speaking in front of all of the people who have been in my class for four years, you know, my parents, my friends, everyone watching, my teachers, it was all very nerve-wracking to say the least. And I remember when they put out the open call for commencement speakers at Parsons because we don't do it by grade. Um, my school did it by uh, just like people can apply and like do an interview and stuff. So I applied when they sent out um, the open call and they had people, they had you like f- had have people fill out recommendation pages to people you know to recommend you so I was literally sending that out to everyone I knew to recommend me as a student speaker because that's how badly I wanted it I even sent it to people I even sent it to people who who didn't go to Parsons and like my parents and stuff and my friends that I met at the rock climbing gym because I just wanted them to vouch for the kind of person I am and that I'm the right person to speak um during graduation and it obviously worked because they interviewed me and I got it along with another student so it was definitely one of the highlights of this year for me because I just really that was like one of the few times that I went out of my comfort zone and just did something I was kind of uncomfortable with even though public speaking I knew wasn't exactly like you know, wasn't exactly for me. I mean, like, if I had to do it, I would do it, but I don't usually sign myself up for these kinds of things. So, yeah, it was a big moment. And plus, my family was there, too, and it made me really proud. Also, you know, a lot of people told me after I gave my speech that they really liked it and that it really brought their, you know, school experience to a great close. So, I was actually so nervous about doing the speech beforehand Um, that I actually told my boyfriend not to come to my graduation speech in person and just to stream it online, which now looking back at it, I don't think I had to go that far because I was perfectly fine when I actually got on stage, but, you know, he was okay with it and, you know, no harm, no foul. But anyway, besides speaking at my graduation, towards the end of May, I turned 22, which birthdays are always a big deal for me, even though they're not always a big deal for everyone. Um, and so I do count my birthday as one of my major 2022 moments. And I turned 22 in 2022, so it was kind of cool. It was like a little, you know, twist. Um, I personally like birthdays because even though it's another year of me getting older, it is a chance for me to recount everything that I've kind of done in my life thus far. And it's, you know, to celebrate another year of life. So that to me is really important. But yeah, nothing really crazy happened for my birthday this year. Um, My twin sister was home for it, so it was a nice surprise. Also, with all the graduating happening and school ending, it was kind of nice to have my birthday thrown in the mix as well because you guys know that I thrive under pressure. So I love when my life is super busy and May just kind of was a culmination of that. And if you guys think that the month ended there, it did not. 
on top of all of that, I was also dealing with finding a job and starting a job. And towards the end of the month of May, I actually started freelancing for Cup, which is now what I'm doing recently and currently. Um, and I actually extended, like I said in the beginning, my contract with them till March of 2023. So my journey with them will continue for sure. And I'm not going to talk too much about Cup because I mention them in almost like every episode, but my work experience with them so far has been so positive. I can't even describe to you guys. They treat me like a family and one of their own, and it doesn't feel like work when I'm actually on the job, which is exactly the kind of job that I needed and have told you guys that I've wanted after I graduated college. You know, to me, work-life balance and just work environment is very important to me. I've always stressed those things in my episodes and I always tell you guys not to settle for less when it comes to that. So I'm glad that I have actually found a place that gives me all of that same respect. Um, But yeah, that's another reason that made May super amazing for me. Um, But that is all for May that we have right now. Moving on to the summertime of 2022. In terms of career-related stuff, there was nothing really going on. It was pretty quiet over the summer, which I I liked because I was able to enjoy traveling a little bit and spending time with my boyfriend, my friends, my family. Um, A new goal of mine in the new year, as I mentioned a little earlier, is to travel more. And in 2023, I want to make traveling and seeing the world kind of like higher up in my priority in my list of things to do. And I've always been the type of person who seeks adventure and who loves to travel. I just don't get to do it a lot either because I have no time or because I have no money. And since this year, I am a little bit more financially stable, shall I say, more than I was a college student. And my schedule is a little bit more flexible. I do want to take that leap and make myself get out there more and travel. And there are so many places that I want to go to that are not in the U.S., Even though, you know, traveling domestically is fun and all, but I do want to step outside my comfort zone in that regard, Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But another pivotal point this year was in August, and it actually had to do with this podcast. I finally, after like one and a half years, changed the podcast cover for this podcast, and this was something that was a long time in the works because... As I changed my career trajectory towards like graduating and all that stuff and since starting this podcast even, I kind of wanted my cover to reflect that for any of my new listeners that I was attracting to this podcast and even for you longtime listeners who have been listening since the very beginning. Like I feel like you guys grew with me so I wanted my cover to be a reflection of that. So I worked with an illustrator that my sister connected me to. Um, Shout out to Emily Young, who worked with me over the course of a couple of weeks to create the podcast cover that I currently have um, that you guys are seeing right now. I still am at this moment obsessed with it, and I think it just really shows the changes that I've made, as well as the obvious fact that I am no longer a fashion student in school. So that is why the cover says, Life of an Ex-Fashion Student. Um, And I honestly thought about it so much whether or not I should change the actual title of my podcast but after much debate and back and forth I decided against it because those who have listened to my podcast for a while have known this podcast through that title and I just didn't want to get rid of it because that's kind of how I started and that's how I wanted to finish things but also one of my friends did make a good point about the fact that I'm technically always a student in the industry, even when I'm not in school, because, you know, we're always learning as we take on new jobs and have new experiences. 
So if anyone asks, that's the reason why the title hasn't changed officially. But yeah, introducing the new podcast cover was a special moment for me. And, you know, January, I think like, I honestly don't know the exact date, but I think January 14th is the official anniversary of this podcast. So I think it's going to be great going into it in the next few weeks um, with a new cover. But yes, moving on to September, we're finally like reaching the end of the line because I feel like this episode's getting really long. But anyway, this month was truly one of the busiest months of the year for obvious reasons because, you know, fashion week, September fashion week is crazy. It's an it's it's I think I would say like it's the bigger one. I feel like the um, fall winter fashion week is not as big as spring summer. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But anyway, fashion week is always like the best and worst part of the year because I, for one, get no no sleep and I'm super exhausted working my job and attending events. But it's also like at the same time the best time because it's filled with such amaz- amazing events, parties, and networking. Um, but this fashion week in particular was probably like one of the craziest ones to date that I can even think of. And I think that it just keeps getting crazier and crazier every year that I attend. Maybe this year will finally slow down because I'm not really like working with CFDA anymore. But the first reason why is because I got to wear some of the craziest looks that I've ever worn to Fashion Week from some of my favorite brands. And since I knew in advance the events that I was going to during this Fashion Week, I had a lot more time than in the past to put together looks for each show. Um, some of the designers that I got to wear were Kim Shuey, Grace Ling, Luchin, so many more. And I was able to support some of my own friends' designs as well, which was like one of my favorite parts of this fashion week but the clothes were not the only part of this fashion week that made it truly spectacular the events and parties that i was able to attend during last fall were some of my favorite events thus far the shows i got to go to last year were some of my favorite i got to see the private policy show ph5 andrew kwan sally lapointe and get to go to some of the biggest events during September Fashion Week, like the Revolve Gallery event opening, the Bloomingdale's Icons Party, and to date, one of the craziest things I've done so far, which was attending my first Fendi show in New York, which if you guys listened to my last few episodes, I did talk about it in September, but I have to bring it up here in my highlights, of course. And these were all such surreal moments for me thus far, and I'm just super grateful for all the opportunities that I was able to get through my work And it just showed me how far I've come in my career and how much farther that I plan to go. So for any of you who wanted to see what my fall fashion week looked like, I actually have a whole Instagram highlight on my profile called New York Fashion Week 2. And it kind of highlights the major things that happened in September of 2022. So definitely check that out if you want to take a peek. Moving on to October, slowly but surely we're making our way to the end of the year. October was also one of the busier months for me because, you know, things with work were starting to ramp up as they always do towards the end of the year. One of the major events, I would say like fashion events that month was the fall Dream in Dior event that Dior and UNESCO threw for the American mentees in the Women at Dior Mentorship Program. This in-person event was one of the first events that they had brought together for all of us. And it was an event for all of the selected American mentees. And, you know, since the chosen event location was New York, all of the mentees who were not from New York were flown into New York City and put up into hotels for the two-day event, which is very cool to say the least. 
But unfortunately for me, it was one of the rare times in my life that I actually wished I wasn't from New York so that I could have been able to like have been flown out to and put up in a hotel. But nevertheless, it was still such an exciting and surreal event to be a part of and to meet all the people that I did who were a part of the Dior family. The one and a half day event consisted of a flagship boutique tour, a luncheon at the Dior headquarters in New York, a brand-led private dinner at a restaurant in New York City, and then finally the second day was just a wrap-up day in the Dior headquarters to discuss the project that we had to work on for the remainder of the mentorship. Um, And as I promised you guys multiple times on this podcast, I want to put out a whole episode soon regarding that experience. But obviously, you guys know that I have so much on my plate at this moment, so it's taking a little bit longer than I expected. I also don't plan on finishing the program until March, so I think... I might wait till it's completed to give you guys like the rundown of it. But either way, regardless of when I put it out, it will be coming out for those of you who are interested in applying to the future year's cohorts of Women at Dior Mentees. Um, But that was one of the major things that happened in October. And oh yes, how can I forget? I was actually able to borrow a look from one of my favorite New York City-based designers called Luchin. And I was connected to them by a friend who works for them. So shout out to you, Han. Thank you for helping me secure that look. Finally, getting into November, besides all the anticipation to see family and friends and, you know, having time off for like Thanksgiving and the holidays, there was actually something really exciting that took place in November. And unfortunately, I do have to keep it under wraps before it comes out. So I will share more information about what I've been doing with you all once it officially launches. So sorry for being so cryptic. But just to let you guys in on what it's about, I actually had my first modeling gig with a big name brand and the shoot for it took place in November. It was a super crazy day, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Um, I did have the most stressful morning ever and I will tell you the story when I'm able to but it ended up being the best time when I actually got on set and I met so many people on that shoot that I still keep in touch with and when it comes out, I will be more than ready to share with you guys all what I'm keeping so secretive but it was just a really exciting turn in my career and got me interested in modeling a bit. So stay tuned for more info on where that takes me. And that leads us to the last month of 2022, which is December. And I'll be really honest with you guys. December was pretty uneventful. I was taking it really easy in December and just trying to finish up as much as I can to wrap up the year. You know, once once you get to December, it's like a wild goose chase. You're just trying to like chase your own tail and finish as much as you can so that you can just like close the book and open the book to the new year um so work as you can imagine got so busy like with cup I everyone was trying to get things done and you know everyone just wanted to leave 2022 in the past and now we're here in 2023 so what I do want to say though now that we're here at the end of this episode and it's 2022 um I do want to call out that you know, even though I was talking about all of my 2022 career highlights, I've kind of only talked about some of the major, like, achievements and accomplishments of what happened in my career as far as 2022 is concerned, but that doesn't mean that it was all sunshine and rainbows, and I know I don't talk about it often, I mean, sometimes I do, but not very often do I talk about the hard parts of the year as well as some of the rough patches that I had to go through to, like, ultimately make it to where I am at this point in life but there were a lot of mental breakdowns a lot of rejections a lot of anxiety about the future 
and just so much more that I went through last year that I don't necessarily talk about all the time or even show on my social media unless you're like on my close friends or something but just to give you guys some context into some of the not so glamorous side of the reality of everyone's lives I actually very recently was declined from one of my dream jobs which was very hard on me especially towards the end of the year and you know I think I handled it a lot better than I normally would have considering that it was in fact like my dream job which I won't mention like anything about it I'll just say that it it was like one of my dream jobs But anyway, all of that is to say that even if your last year wasn't the most exciting or glamorous or all that you wanted it to be, that's okay. And just because I don't talk about it often, don't get it twisted, don't, and just because I don't talk about it often, don't get it twisted. I go through all the same things. I go through rejection very often as well as, you know, there are a lot of positions, jobs, events, and stuff that I get denied from all the time, like, literally every other day so I just figured that I'd say that before ending this episode to let you all know that I am right there with you and it's the positive moments and the small achievements that I make that get me through some of the more harder moments that I don't often talk about so I just wanted to like let you guys know that there there were really hard moments it's just you know I don't talk about them often and I think I should I mean sometimes I do but I feel like um I will do it that in the new year because I think it's something that we can all relate to. But with all that being said, I am very much looking forward to continuing 2023 and I'm welcoming the year with open arms. I haven't always been good with making New Year's resolutions, so I'm not going to waste the end of the episode trying to do so. I am more of that person who kind of likes to make resolutions along the way rather than making them all at the end of the year, so that's kind of where my head is on that. I will actually in, actually it's five days from now, we'll be taking a very long-awaited vacation that I'm very excited about and I would love to know what you're all excited about in this new year, 2023. So, so if you find time, DM me or reach out to me through Instagram or email me and let me know what you're excited about this year and what you, you know, what cool stuff you guys have coming up. I can't thank you all enough for sticking through it with me for another year of this podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. I love you guys so much and see you soon on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.